Welcome to Business Reporters, the future of open banking campaign. I'm Georgie Frost. Open banking is proving to be a game changer for businesses. But what does the future hold in the face of increasing standards and regulation? In the UK, the Competition and Markets Authority have set out a roadmap and the establishment of the Joint Regulatory Oversight Committee. The UK authorities have underlined their commitment to continuing this momentum. While we've witnessed the power of open banking technology at the basic level, there is more work to do to make it ubiquitous and to pave the way for the future of open finance and beyond. Well, to discuss this, I'm talking to Connor Tiernan, UK and IE lead for Klarna Cosma. Connor, welcome back. Firstly, what is happening in the UK? Outline or explain what I've just said. What's happening in the UK around open banking? I mean, look, it's been a really nice success story. We've seen more people connecting their accounts. We've seen more people making payments over open banking. So on that side of things, it's really, really positive. If you go out on the streets and ask someone about open banking themselves, in reality, they probably won't have a clue that they might have actually used it. So there, there, is, there is still that education piece. But I guess what we're coming up against now is that there's actually some several roadblocks along its way to the full implementation. So we had the introduction of new European-wide directive to bring about the changes with open banking. That was through something called the Second Payment Services Directive, PSD2. The way that that was implemented within the UK, there was a body called the Open Banking Implementation Entity, OBIE. So they're responsible for that implementation in the UK up until the end of December 22. So that's where we need to be careful going forward. So it's just making sure that we've got the right body to take open banking forward. It's been implemented, but now we need to need to kind of work on the success towards the future. And we're waiting for a new body to kind of help with how this is going to be shaped going forward. So Joint Regulatory Oversight Committee, JROC, as, as some people call it, um, they're going to announce their, their future roadmap for the open banking in the UK. Um, we're expecting this to come out in Q1 of 2023. And that was something that I was involved with as well. So from the payment side, there was a strategic working group. So it was all, all fun and games, kind of talking about where we need to, where we need it to go, how we see those improvements. But yeah, that it's been a good story till now. But there's more that needs to be done to make it a success going forwards. So you clearly welcome these changes. Is there a danger we'll have too much regulation in this space? I mean, we've we took the position that we need to be kind of actively involved with shaping the future of open banking that's kind of why we put ourselves forwards and we got got involved on in that respect and i mean on on the whole we're confident that jrock they're going to provide that the greater certainty for open banking uh, in the uk but we we need to consider particular issues around things like how you manage disputes so the dispute process and then looking at access and reliability going forwards and then even something like competitive pricing. Um, but e- equally, we need to always consider it's like consumer consumer protection. It's, like, it's great that you've got this new payment method over open open banking. So like you as a customer can pay directly from your mobile banking app on a website to pay for a new pair of shoes. That's all well and good. But actually, what if they send you the shoes and one size is too big and one size is too small, they get it completely wrong. You'd actually have no recourse back to the merchant in that case because the funds have left your account and that's the end of it. And you've got two odd size shoes. So that wouldn't be very helpful. What steps should banks, fintechs and open banking providers be taking to move beyond the scope of the CMA order and the limitations of PSD2? So with PSD2, 
that was all about being able to connect to accounts and those accounts could be bank accounts they could be accounts like maybe a revolut account uh, also maybe a savings account something like that so there's a lot of accounts that you can connect with to either pull back the banking data or make a payment from but then in itself that's also you do kind of see some limitations in terms of okay look there's more out there in the financial world like if you want to start say looking at your overall financial picture and you want to understand okay what you're investing in where your pensions are the mortgages that you have actually being able to connect to those account types as well uh, would be incredibly beneficial for for the end consumer so so that's that's kind of some some of the limitations there so it's like how we can kind of increase the scope on that side uh, but then also it's like look how can we kind of increase the quality and maybe the value of the services in the interest of of the individual the consumer rather than just looking to make profits as as an open banking business or or a bank um, and in essence part of what drove pst2 and the open banking evolution is the fact that banks for a very very long time they weren't necessarily looking to give the best outcomes for for their customers in the sense that they've got all of this data on the customer but then they're not necessarily matching them up with the most appropriate product or building new products that would actually would would help say vulnerable individuals and actually you can you can get those insights and that increased competition is something that we've seen so we just need to need to keep on seeing how, how the the fintechs the banks they should compete for customers by delivering value not by locking away the data um, it's like, look, how, how we can kind of move forwards, forwards and like connect to new accounts, build new products and just make it better for the end consumer, really. There's a lot of questions that you had in there that need to be answered. How do you as a business start to answer those questions? What are you doing with your business? How does your business model need to change to adapt? One is just by engaging with the different businesses and partners that we already work with. So, OK, what's what's working effectively for them? Like how from what? the products that they have that are built on open banking how that's potentially helping them engaging with the end consumer that's always good but then actually it's across the the ecosystem the open banking ecosystem is like being involved and engaged with that in order to kind of shape the future and um, making sure that any of the difficulties that we've experienced in the past um are uh, those those roadblocks those hurdles are going to be removed so then actually we've got a like a, a cleaner playing field going forwards you spoke there about engaging with others. So, I mean, how do all members of the open banking ecosystem, including yourself, define, come together, engage, work out priorities and move forward? It's incredibly important that actually as an, as an open banking ecosystem that we do come together and we are sharing the difficulties that, that we're all kind of coming across. And like, look, that there are some limitations and barriers, but actually it's uh, in, in terms of applying some of these open banking use cases i mean for example say higher transaction limits the fact that they might uh, there might be an impact there if you're looking to say make a transfer to pay for a car but actually your bank doesn't allow you to make that make that transfer across so i think that's that's one aspect uh, but then also it's like how we can just continue to in engage across the ecosystem with different different groups that we've kind of been involved with to date so it's looking at okay how can we push forward on the payment side how can we look at to kind of overcome some of the some of the hurdles that we have and um, being involved with workshops i mean the fca just recently ran a brilliant uh, brilliant sprint uh, on open open finance which i had the pleasure of joining it was a great opportunity to kind of sit down with the open banking community 
and then actually have direct input and interaction with those that are, I guess, kind of ultimately responsible for what will be delivered, but then actually getting the direct feedback from us as participants in the ecosystem, how we can yeah, continue making open banking a success in, in the UK. Just outline then the key issues that need to be resolved before we can move to open banking. Walk me through that. One aspect that we, we see it is particularly on the, the data side. So it's kind of the data sharing and data accessibility that we kind of see that as quite a, quite a big challenge and hindrance towards moving towards, moving beyond open banking, say into open finance and how, how we can kind of really, really embrace that. Um, also, yeah, ensuring that as a, an end consumer, uh, you're in control of your data and that you can easily port that data. So data portability is very important as well. And how do we transition from a movement that's driven by the nine largest banks in the UK to one where open banking providers have greater control? Yeah, we need to look at it. Maybe just yeah, needs to be greater enforcement and regulator oversight of open banking UK. So that's something that sadly is is not being defined this moment. So the open banking implementation entity, the fact that they brought us on this journey today, then we need a new body to take us forward going from here. So we need this through some say regulatory intervention from from the government. So then that'll accelerate us moving from open banking to open finance because of the, the wider opportunities. So, I mean, look, I believe the governments are working on a data protection and digital information bill. That's something that we welcome as a business. And then also then look how we can move that forward even further. And then we can start talking about smart data and bringing loads of, loads of different elements to kind of, in, in essence, it comes back to how, how, it, how it benefits the consumer. If it doesn't benefit a customer or consumer, then why are we doing it? It, it can't just be to, to line people's, line businesses' pockets. To be clear, what's wrong with the nine largest banks in control? They've got a big foothold, but then it's kind of in, in their interest in terms of, well, how can they better serve their customers, really? That's the way that we've got to look at it, because we've seen lots of lovely new products and solutions coming that are built on top of open banking that can benefit their customers. So rather than, say, closing the doors, they need to kind of be looking with, with open arms um, about how we can how we can take it forward. So we've seen, uh, for example, where something called variable recurring payments is a great opportunity and some of the larger banks in the UK are kind of embracing that and trying to drive it forward but there isn't a standardized approach for this new payment type over open banking so then we can't have one bank jumping and leading leading forwards but then you've got to sign an agreement with the other eight it's it'll be far better that it's just a standardized approach which is what was delivered through PSD2 um, so yeah we just want we'll need to work together Finally, what does the future hold for open banking and where will Kalana Cosmos sit in this new landscape? I mean, look, we've been, we've been connecting to banks since 2005 and we've got lovely products that we're building for, for that, that whole time. And we, I guess, we, we kind of give access to the world, to Europe, to the UK, which, which is really nice. Um, and even though Kalana Cosmos as a, as a brand is something that was only launched in March 22. So that, that was only earlier this year. We want to just kind of keep on pushing what's possible. So we want to be helping more businesses and in the end consumers have better control of their data, have products that are, are better suited to their needs. So being able to understand, okay, by look, what you're spending on a monthly basis and what you've got in, in say investments and pensions. Okay. We'll link you up the best mortgage product as a result, and then help you move between them or actually, okay, look, you're looking to to purchase something online, okay, we can help you do that super easy, which is paying directly from your bank. 
we're in quite a privileged position in terms of like the how much of an impact we can have across the industry um, by who we're already working with. So we're powering other open banking players, other banks. They're using their license, so we can't say who they are, um, but then also directly helping businesses. But I mean, in terms of the future for open banking, there's a few different ways you can look at it. On one side, it's how can we enable the open banking ecosystem by say connecting with more data sources in order to then say move money more effectively between different accounts, different account types. I mean, that's that's really clear. That's where we're going, moving towards open finance. So more account types and then even further forwards into something like open data. So that's one side. Then on the other side, it's like, how can you plug in other completely alternative sources to build products that are actually useful for businesses? And I mean, that that's one thing, one area that we've particularly identified in, in looking at how can how can we really drive drive things forwards with regards to digital identity? So the fact that you can verify someone's bank account using open banking, just a nice easy connection, but then actually that doesn't count as an AML check. That doesn't count as a, a know your customer, a KYC check if you're trying to onboard someone. It just means they've got an account. So what we're actually moving towards is like, how can we, how can we already start plugging in these elements and then bring new, new solutions to market, something that kind of shakes things up. So being able to just like run a really nice digital onboarding that enables you to check a customer's bank account, do a full ID check on them, and then also take a payment from them as well. So, so then in essence, you'd be able to onboard a new customer, you'd be able to verify their, fully verify their ID and actually take their first payments, uh, okay, the first deposit into their savings account. So suddenly it's like, oh wait, hang on, that's a fully digital process. All of those elements are combined. And that's kind of where we see it going. It's like how we can plug in more elements to really kind of take open banking to the next level. Connor Tiernan, UK and IE lead for Kalana Cosma. Thank you so much.